Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 153. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Always starting off by bringing awareness to this now moment, so to be more present. Today is Friday the 13th, and although there is a general consensus that says this is a bad luck day, not for me. I just mean for my ancestors, we see this as a good luck day. This is the day where you set your clear intention or you speak your reality to existence, essentially using the word to create your experience. So don't believe that. It don't need to be bad luck. (laughs) For some of us, it's the opposite. And as I bring myself to the space At first, I wasn't sure what I was going to speak of because I have not been receiving the clear inspiration like I used to. But then I realized, well, I'm not who I used to be, so maybe I am receiving differently. I'm going through a big shift in consciousness that is reflecting in my body. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. Sometimes I know it does appear as if I'm on something. Some of my family members and loved ones think I'm on drugs. But they don't tell me, so I'll let them keep their own assumptions, unless they are willing to bring it to me like I would do them. So I'm dealing with the pressures of knowing that people think I'm on something while I also don't recognize myself because of the shift that's happening. And I'm not going to lie, I did get afraid for a while, so I did get tested recently. I succumbed to the pressures of the five senses and I bit that apple of fear. I said, oh, it must, I know I'm not on drugs, so it must be something else. So I went and got tested, and I am healthy. It is a bittersweet experience because my niece is also having spontaneous awakenings. SSA, a a spontaneous spiritual awakening. She's finding herself tuning into a point of singularity, losing her sense of identity, and essentially becoming consciousness aware of all things. So you would think, yay, I have somebody that's going through it to show my family this is what some people go through. And although he was playing, when I spoke with one of my brothers about our niece, he said, oh, she's just on drugs. So how do I say this? The occurrences that are happening at a frequency level and that are being reflected in my body cannot be understood by people with small minds. 
You need to broaden your perspective and your mind to be able to understand what I am and what we are as I am another you. Some of us are tuning into these more refined densities before others. I don't know why. We're just, and I'm speaking about you too, those who listen. You are the ones tuning in first before the general public will say. My niece happens to be one of us. I was excited for myself for a selfish reason when I knew that was happening with her. The SSA, again, spontaneous spiritual awakening. But then once I realized my family is so rigid and small-minded, it made me sad for her. Because they can't even conceptualize anything outside of their little mind. I don't know how else to say it, and I don't mean it disrespectful. But if you look at somebody and you're not understanding what's happening to them and the first place you go to is drugs without asking them, it just lets me know your mind is too small. So I was upset because my family members, my loved ones, think I'm on something, but they don't tell me. And I don't tell them that I know because that's not my job. I don't need to defend myself because the truth is the truth. They don't need defending. But if I had a brother or a sister who I thought was on something and they looked like they needed support or help, I would address it. So thank God I'm not on drugs because my family would just let me wither away. They would just talk about me behind my back and assume it instead of asking me. And if they asked me, what would my answer be? I don't know what's happening to me either. I am also confused like you because I also notice the shifts in my appearance. I am aware of the things you're aware of, but like you, I don't know what it is. I've been really open with my exploration of substances. I've tried all the drugs. And really today, if I wanted to do a drug, who's going to stop me? Who's going to check me and say, don't do that? No one. So I have no fear to say I am on this or that. But I feel so uncomfortable because I can feel the projections without them asking me. And it's not my job to address it. You keep your impure thoughts to yourself. Unless you want to bring it up, we will figure it out together. So I wasn't sure what this episode was going to sound like. And I still don't know. But because of that recent situation, I have been, what's the word, embracing. I've been embracing more so the shifts and calibrations that are happening with me, even though I don't understand what's happening. And today in the shower, I did get very clear downloads or messages. I was in the shower where I get most of my downloads. And I caught myself in autopilot becoming present, meaning I wasn't really there. I was just going through the motions, right? And as soon as I brought my awareness to the moment and I was present, I found myself talking to myself in the mind. 
and I was asking myself, what is the difference between a barrier and a boundary? And of course, I was asking that because I am feeling like creating boundaries against people who make me feel like I'm difficult to love, or people who have assumptions about me without bringing it to me, so that we can address it together. I wanted to remove those people out of my life, and then I realized that's a barrier, not a boundary. And where does it become a barrier? It becomes a barrier when you allow the projections and assumptions of others to impact you in a way that you don't have more faith or trust in God. I'm at the point in my life I don't even know who or what I am, but I know for sure only God knows me. Only God knows what I am. That I am. That I am. I am. Only our Creator knows. You've heard that. I don't know if you've heard it, but you've heard us say, "Only God knows." And if that's the case, why don't you go talk to God about it? Ask God if I'm on drugs, because I have all faith in our Creator, and I know that if you stopped and just prayed about it, if you feel like talking about me, go talk to God about me first, and then ask God what's wrong with me or if I'm on something. You will get the clear answer in your heart space if you are able to tune into that communication. So I'm sharing this experience because I know many of you are like me, and we don't really fit in to the family settings we were born in. But that's exactly why we were born into that setting. You don't get what you want; you get what you needed. They needed us, and we needed them. So we will speak about boundaries and barriers, and. If there were a difference, what is it, and what would that look like? And there is another download I received. As I noticed myself receiving that one, I asked. I got more interactive, and I said, "I should have asked who it was, but it it was me. It was my voice." But I asked, "What should I focus on today? What would you have me do?" And immediately, I didn't hear it. I psychically heard it. It's a thought. That's so loud. We'll say. And after asking, "What should I do? What would you have me do? What should I focus on?" That voice, which sounded like me, said, "Be more courageous. Be yourself more, even if people don't know who you are." And it just sort of slapped me out of it because I don't even know who I am. So how can I get mad at other people for assuming I'm on something, especially again small-minded people who can't even imagine that a alteration in consciousness may occur at a frequency level and not because of anything physical? Meaning, why does it need to be a drug for you to be able to tune into a heightened set of sense of consciousness? That's a small thinker. So then, what did I learn? To be more forgiving, to forgive my loved ones and my family for not having the capacity to be able to conceptualize that it may not be drugs, and then even more so, forgiving them for not bringing it to me and asking me. I wish I wasn't as sensitive as I am. Sometimes, I am hypersensitive. I don't mean to be, but I think God. Wants me to be so that I know which people to what's the word 
to love out of my existence. I need to love people away. People hurt me. And I allow it to happen. I keep letting it happen. There's not a fair energy exchange in some of my circumstances, but yet I'm still of service. I still help. I still love because that's who I am. But I can't do it at the cost of being talked about or having assumptions made about me. I don't mind being talked about or even the assumptions, but only if you bring it to me. Just ask me, how hard is that? Hey, what are you on? It looks like you're on something. And I would say, yes, I know. Thank you for asking because I'm going through something. I have no idea what's happening. Something's happening to my body. And of course, again, I got scared, but I realized I'm healthy. Nothing's really wrong. So I think it is a calibration happening at a frequency level. Let us bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath one more time. Deep breath. And let's speak about the difference between barriers and boundaries and how we can be courageous and be ourselves more even if you don't know who you are. Yes. When we are speaking of barriers and boundaries, we are essentially speaking about the same thing. What comes to mind is the idea of judgment and discernment, which we have addressed before. You might say discernment is a higher vibrational version of judgment. Judgment might be 3D, meaning you are in the dual nature of polarity. You don't see your interconnectedness with another, so you're judging them as if they are not you, outside of you. Where discernment would say, I am taking accountability for what I've manifested because I've attracted this experience into my life and it don't feel good. You just acknowledge what don't feel good and then you don't do it. Whereas judgment would say, this don't feel good and I'm going to tell you. I'm going to let it be known. I'm going to perpetuate the division and separation. So let us address the idea of a boundary first, since this may be the higher vibrational aspect of that. We need to remember that only you manifest for you. No one manifests for you. And when you are creating a boundary, this is you essentially taking dominion over your experience, not leaving it up to fate, as we say. Your boundaries are an act of self-love, which allow you to acknowledge a feeling or a vibration, a thought, a word that don't feel good. But that's where it stops. You acknowledge it and then you make the adjustment. Why? Because you know it was you. That you aligned with it or attracted it. Some of our brothers, sisters and beings have a very difficult time today on earth understanding this concept because they just don't get oneness. And when I say they, that is so ironic that that perpetuates what exactly what we're speaking of. I just mean some brothers, sisters, and beings don't know we're one. And that's okay. It's okay. 
those brothers, sisters, and beings have a difficult time taking accountability or responsibility for the occurrences in their life. They're going to blame everyone else instead of saying, why am I attracting this? Why have I aligned with this? Why am I in this repetitive cycle? So the boundary is an act of self-love that allows you to acknowledge an occurrence in your experience that you've created that you just don't really resonate with or it don't feel good. It gives you an opportunity to realize you have miscreated and whatever you've manifested, you are now trying to unmanifest. Now a barrier, it's the same thing, except you do it from the perspective of I'm not you. You did that, you're awful, I'm over here, you hurt me, you're over there, we are separate and divided. It's very dense. It's polar. So this comes up in my experience because of what I shared earlier in regards to the occurrence with my family and loved ones. I immediately was like, I need to not be by these people. Let me make a boundary. They're making me feel difficult to love. They're not asking me questions. They're assuming. They're judging all these things instead of stopping and saying, Well, why did I attract this? Why did I manifest this occurrence? So your barrier is not an act of self-love. It's an act against love. It's turning away from love. Love is all-encompassing. So your barrier, essentially, it don't even exist because you couldn't divide or separate yourself from another. Even though you're in separate bodies, it seems like you're separate, but it's one consciousness. Uh, It's like we're one big organism and we just seem as if we're different or separate rather. Different, yes. Unique, absolutely. So our barriers are very easy to distinguish between a boundary because you know when you're turning away from love. That was my experience. Whatever happened, happened, meaning the assumptions and the thoughts of my family, they didn't ask me, so I got upset. I turned away from love. I said, I'm not going over there no more. I'm not interacting. I'm going to leave them with their assumptions, dot, dot, dot. I was creating barriers, not a boundary. So then how do we fine-tune and utilize the boundary and make sure it's not a barrier. That's where the next download comes into play where that voice told me, be more courageous, be yourself more, even if other people don't know who you are. So what I get from that is, on earth, maybe we're not supposed to know what we are in totality because it's a discovery. So why would I protect myself from the attack of others' assumptions if I don't even know who I am? Granted, it's not drugs, although it looks like it sometimes. I'm well aware. (laughs) I'm not, I've said it on TikTok Live. Oh, my eyes are high again. Or, oh, I'm sweating. Or, oh, there's whatever. So I can't be the only one this is happening to. So this is why I speak of it so openly. So you might say we sometimes make barriers because we're afraid to be ourself. What does that mean? It means yourself is love incarnated. You are love encompassed in a body. You are love. And when you feel like making a barrier, 
against assumptions or whatever it might be, judgments, it's you turning away from what you really are, which is love. So it's okay to have a boundary which would acknowledge a circumstance or situation that don't feel good. But if you start putting the blame on that outside experience, now that's a barrier. So your boundary is full accountability for what you are attracting or lining up with and saying, I have miscreated, I no longer want to create this anymore. It's not Susie keeps punching me in my throat. It's you keep aligning with that throat punch. So it's just a different perspective. So we're being asked to be more courageous and be ourselves more because if you allow the projections and assumptions of others, you're going to be surrounded by barriers. How can we expect others to know what you are in totality if we are discovering what we are? Everyone, no one knows what they really are. We've all forgotten. We think we're this body. So why would I get mad? Why would you get mad? Why would we get upset at all over the projections or assumptions or ideas of others unless you're seeing it as other and not taking accountability for you attracting it. So only you know what area of your life you have a boundary. Rather, you think it's a boundary, but it's actually a barrier. Where are you creating a barrier between you and love? And granted, it is difficult sometimes. Nobody wants to feel the assumptions or projections made of them, especially by loved ones or family. And maybe your dynamic is different. So your feelings are valid. My feelings are valid to feel hurt and essentially like pulling away. But that's not really me. That's the five senses trying to protect me. That's my ego saying, look at these people. They say they love you, but they're actually talking about you and they're intention with you who knows what it is right that's my five senses and I'm aware of that I know my ego is very protective over me and doesn't want to put me in situations where I am hurt but sometimes when we do that we hurt other people because you're hurting so only you know where we need to make an adjustment over your barrier and let it be a boundary and that is by taking full responsibility for your current circumstance and asking why did you attract it you might get the answer so you can learn to be yourself more so you can learn what happens when you look to the outside world for the validations of your identity instead of the one true creator mother father god that i am it's like source telling me not really but kind of saying and it's my own ego explaining it this way but you get it it's like sources saying that's what you get see what happens when you look to the world and you try to put your identity in their hands and you look for the validations of what you are instead of trusting that I know what you are because I am your creator I have sent you here and you are only here through me. See what happens when you look to the other creations for your sense of identity instead of me only. That's God speaking. Instead of me, God only, only through God are all things possible. Only through source or the I am. See what happens when you look to the outside world for your identity or your sense of identity. Right? And it's not as condescending or that's what you get. 
but essentially that's probably what it feels like. Look what happens when you look to the outside world for validation of what you are. You end up making barriers because they don't know who you are. Only I do. Again, source speaking or I am. With that said, only you know where you can be more courageous and be yourself even more. How do we know when you're being yourself? When you notice you are not being yourself. How do you know that? When you are turning away from love and you're creating barriers. That's not really you. That's not really you. So maybe you don't know who you are yet. We are all discovering this together. But we for sure know who we're not. And we are not being without love. We are not a loose leaf floating in the wind just not knowing what to do next. We are sentient beings aware and conscious of this experience. The only adjustment needed is that we need to stop turning away from love because when you turn away from love now you don't know who you are. And then you start looking to the world. You start believing your sisters or your brothers or whatever whoever it is, you start believing their assumptions and projections of you because you turned away from love. You stopped looking to God or source for your sense of identity. So I did not mean for this episode to be such a rant. Hopefully you have got something from it. As I listen, it just sounds like a lot of words with really nothing. But I've learned that I don't need to find resonance with what I'm saying because it's not about me sometimes it's for the brother sisters or beings who may be supported and really the purpose of this episode was to let you know I love you and I support you and even if you're going through an adjustment or a shift in your consciousness that is reflected in your body or the other way around I will never make an assumption or a judgment about you without asking you first and why would I even need to Meaning, I don't manifest for you, you don't manifest for me, so why would what you do have such an impact on me? And if it did, I would bring it up, I would say. Let's take a deep breath. As we come to the end of the episode, I do want to leave on a lighter note. Not to say the discussion was not light. It may have touched on more denser ideas that maybe brought up resistance or grievances in some of the listeners. With that said, I'm over it. (laughs) I only share because I know it may benefit a brother, sister, or being, and I do want to put myself out there in that way. So what did I learn from that experience? I learned to look where the love is instead of where it's not. I learned that if I look to the physical world, even my loved ones who, that's an assumption too on my part, that I would assume that they would love me so much or know me so much to know this or that, that's also an assumption. What if I do need to clarify some things, even though that don't feel good, to defend yourself against a... a not truth. The truth don't need defending. 
it, it's the truth. So you don't need to speak on it. You just be it, right? So what I want people to take away from this episode is that we are more deliberate with how we want to feel, meaning sometimes occurrences will happen that don't make you feel so good. But the lesson is on our part always because they don't manifest for us, whoever you're dealing with or whatever that circumstance is. The lesson always on learning or realizing always comes back to where is the love? Look where the love is instead of where it's not. Right? To be more forgiving. To be more allowing. I don't even know what I am, so why would I get mad at people for thinking I'm this or that? Granted, it does make me sad. People think I'm on drugs without asking. My loved ones, like my people. (laughs) If I thought my people were on something, I would bring it up. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I can laugh about it now. I don't know what else to say about it other than welcome to Earth. How fun, right? How fun. So try your best to look where the love is regardless to the situation and don't you dare ever defend yourself. In that moment when I felt like defending myself, I got a clear flash of Mary Magdalene who never defended herself once. She never spoke against the attack. She always honored the truth and just kept it in her heart. She never had to tell people you're wrong or that's not right. She just sat there with God. She rested with God, with the I am, with love. That's it. Rest in love. If we're resting in love, you don't feel guided to make those barriers. If you're resting in love, you don't really mind what people think or say about you. You couldn't be bothered. So I am more proud of myself now that I didn't address it, even though I knew what was happening. I just sat in it. It felt really sad. I did reach out to our soul family and essentially just cried with her and vented to her. And I'm so grateful for you, Mama Jen. I love you. It was just perfect timing. With that said, look where the love is instead of where it's not. Rest in love so that the occurrences in the world don't really impact or influence you so much. And if they do, it's okay. It's okay. You can always look for the love again. It's okay to turn away from love. Do you know why? Because you're going to feel it. (laughs) It wouldn't be okay if you couldn't feel it. You would turn away from love and you would drift so far out into the depths of whatever. You would be gone. But Source has us. Mother, Father, God, the I Am has you. So when you turn away from love, you're going to feel it because you won't feel good. So look where the love is instead of where it's not. We've said this before, but now that I've experienced this, I really feel it with a whole new meaning. Look where the love is instead of where it's not and rest in love. Yes. 